Hello, hello, and welcome to my podcast. Natasha here. We are reversing trauma with a lot of fun on this podcast by gently confronting your ego so you can find within this space a safe environment to question, to ponder, and to learn, and also to show up as your worst self and still deserve love. Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode. I am back to the microphone. I pulled it out of my bag because I actually posted on Facebook and I asked my people, I was like, all right, what podcast episode do you want me? Like, what do you want from me? No topics are off limit, like legit nothing. Tell them to drop in the comments or in a DM and I will make it if they promise to listen. And just to share with you guys, one of someone that I don't even actually know, because I don't know everyone on my Facebook, he said, Cold War geopolitics and how they factored into the body count and length of the Iran-Iraq war. And I'm like, I hope this guy is fucking with me because <laughs> I know nothing about geopolitics and how they factor into body count. And I don't even know the length of the Iran-Iraq war. And honestly, like, if I have to make a podcast about that, I will, like, find a way to make it have to do with trauma and spirituality. Like, try me, you know? But Ty has asked a much more aligned question with me and my expertise and, you know, like, what, um, what, like, you know, what I do. (laughs) So he asked... Can you do one talking about the process and structure of your coaching sessions and how you know what questions to ask? Because you ask the best questions. Haha. <laughs> First of all, ah, And just to give you guys some context of the, you, the listeners, uh, Ty uh, has had a coaching session with me. And so I want to jump right into that. So first of all, the, the short answer to this, which I know no one's really going to want to hear, is experience. Ah, fuck this girl. (laughs) That's not what I wanted to hear. But I'm going to elaborate on this and actually give some real tips because I think this is super useful. Um, I think I know a little bit about Ty's um, agenda here, so to say. I know that he has a desire to be a coach and to help people and, you know, with what he's gone through, which is a beautiful and inspiring story. And so I think that, you know, he's curious about that. But at the same time, if you want to be able to self-coach, I really believe in teaching people to self-coach, really teaching people to be their own theory, uh, a therapist, be their own theory. Well, I guess be their own theory, too, because everything's theory. Um, (laughs) But um, the, the questions that we ask, the questions that we ask other people and the questions that we ask ourselves are going to influence our experience and our reality in such a deep way, honestly. And I love that he brought that up because it, it, it proves how you know far along the process he is, he's understood that, you know? And so when I say experience, what do I mean by that? Well, what I mean is that I've been studying and I've been reading and I've been, you know, taking courses about the mind for, you know, in the last three years, very profoundly and extensively, but actually since the last like five years that I've really been, you know, in, I started with with like, with like personal development, 
just like everyone else with Tony Robbins. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like I started with books on success and books on lists and books on, you know, like these very like, you know, normal things. Why? Because I wanted to lose weight. Literally, that's how I started my spiritual and a personal development journey is because I was like, I'm fat and I don't want to be fat. Literally, like that's, and even to give you guys a little bit of an insight, like sharing super much here, um, I, the reason why I wanted to lose weight was because I wanted to be a stripper because I was like, strippers make so much money. So I want to make so much money. And this was obviously before I even knew what online business was. And now I'm like, fuck being a stripper. Like, I'm just going to have an online business that's going to pay me way more. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> just I thought that, that like that little side story, it was really, is really interesting. So experience in, you know, understanding the mind is the first thing to be able to know what kind of questions to ask. But actually, really, the meat of knowing what questions to ask is that basically I look at the mind as a detective and what I am trying to do is I'm trying to find out what is, what is the symbolism that is being seen by the set of beliefs and by the set of conditioning and patterns that is, that is the big lie. So this, is, this might sound super weird, so I want to give you a concrete example. So let's say that um, I have a client um, that is, you know, okay, that is like, um, I'm actually going to use a real example of someone that I coached. And so she would have a nervous system reaction and that, and it had a lot to do with like the pressure and the stress that she was feeling at her work, right? And so what I'm trying to do here is I'm trying to, to see what's the story, but I want to see beyond the story. And this is where a lot of people get caught up. And this is where it gets really, really interesting to ask the right questions because a lot of times we want to ask the questions about the story, but the story is totally 100% irrelevant. And this is really hard for us to understand because we love stories so much, you know, the drama and, you know, the gossip and the story. And this is probably why I can't fucking watch TV because I don't care. I don't give two shits about the story. Like literally, like, and then seeing people's like toxic emotional patterns on TV, I'm like, do you not step outside? Why are you doing this to yourself? Anyway, so get out of the fucking story. That is my number one thing. Get out of the story. This is either for if you're working with a client or if you are uh, yourself trying to coach or if it's just like your best friend, your mom or whoever, stop paying attention to the story. It is so irrelevant and start looking for clues of what symbolism is being made from the story. So again, to come back to this client, she's like, you know, she's like, I'm feeling super stressed because you know, she's like, I've got like these deadlines and like, I'm not quite sure, like, you know, and I feel like there's pressure and you know, I want to be able to perform and I don't know if I can and it's like a, so the story here is, you know, this girl that goes to work, blah, 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 like all these. And actually, do you know what? If this person is listening to this, she might even not know who she is because I probably fucked up the story. That's probably not even what she told me. 
But what I do remember very, very precisely is as I started asking her questions, not about the story like, oh, really? Tell me more. Like, what kind of things, what kind of things do you have to submit, right? So what is your, what is your boss like? Like, what does he say? You know what I mean? How does it make you feel when he says that? You know, it's not like, it's, it's not like I'm going on the surface level. These are the kinds of things that like the stories and the reason why I asked how does that make you feel is because I feel like it's such a typical like talk therapy question. And yes, it's a very good question, but at the same time, it's the fucking story. So now what I want to ask is what about you having this deadline is creating stress? And then this might seem like, like a question that you're like, well, what the fuck, that's so obvious. I feel like I'm swearing a lot today, I don't know why. Maybe today is like, maybe I'm just like, I don't know, I don't know what's with me. Just like, I just observed that and I'm like, okay, sorry. <laughs> so you might be like, that's a super obvious question, right? But actually, that is the moment of ignorance and arrogance that keeps us in the story. So the first thing that we learn in NLP, and actually to give you like a really like short answer, NLP. NLP and studying with the coaching room. I know I'm, I'm like totally like going off topic for a second here and like breaking that thing in half. The coaching room is like the freaking bomb. They are so good. They are so good. I did a training with them and that's how I know how to ask questions to give you like a really like brief answer. Plus I've been coached for the last like four years by someone that studied under the coaching room, hence why I went to the coaching room. And she would ask me questions, my coach, uh, Alina Winnell, that is the sleep expert that I also suggest. Do you know what, if someone came to me and said like, I have like, you know, so much money to invest and I'm looking for a really good coach, I would probably not even coach them. I would probably send them to Alina, honestly. Cause she's like pretty expensive, I mean, Anyway, and so like that's how good the coaching room is. So coming back to what I was saying, the first thing that I learned in NLP from these guys from the coaching room is the map of your mind is not the same as the map of anyone else's mind. And your mind map, so the way you see, think, and make meaning of the world is different than you know someone else's, how they see, think, and make meaning from things, so your map and their map. And these two maps are different than reality. Oh, well, look at that. So what I wanna do, when I wanna ask questions, is I wanna ask questions, first of all, to understand what's going on in their map and not suppose anything, not assume anything, Really, like, I am an alien from another planet. I don't know anything about Earth. And, like, what is it about this deadline that causes stress? And so this is where, again, most people wouldn't ask that because they're going to suppose, well, the reason why she's stressed is because if she doesn't submit the deadline, then, you know, she might get fired, right? Like, we can all just suppose that because that's, like, that's so, that's, that's, that's so, like, you know, obvious. But that's the story, and I don't give a shit about the story. Really, like what I wanna know is, is why. And so then she gave me an answer somewhere along the lines of, you know, it's like her identity and blah, blah, blah. And now you see, I'm like totally different where I would have gone of like, you know, she's gonna get fired and be broke. No, that wasn't even it. It was more about like her identity and blah, 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 blah. And so it's, it's like, you see how this evolves. And then what is it about your identity 
that is something that you are, you know, so attached to, right? Like where, where, why is it that this identity is so important to you? And then you dig and you dig and you realize, you know, going through the questions, these kinds of questions, like I'm really like generalizing them right now. Going through these questions, you realize the person comes out and basically realizes themselves as well. Well, my value as a person, my deserving of love is associated with how well I perform, with my identity as a performant person. Boom, right there. That's what I want to know. Because you know what that is? That is the pattern. That is what I really want to know. That is the lie. That is the ignorance, as they would say in Buddhism. I want to know what separation between you and reality is there really. And so reality, in my opinion, and this is my core basic philosophy, and again, I might be wrong. I'm not saying that all Eastern philosophies are true, but for me, I'm like, I'm pretty sold, man. I'm like a 98% like, this makes just so much sense. I believe it, honestly. So one of my core beliefs is that everyone, every single human being, and I'm actually gonna stretch it out to sentient being, but I'm gonna keep it simple here. Every single human being has an inherent value that is unconditional and equal. So I really don't care if you are a pedophile, if you're a murderer, if you're Hitler, your inherent value as an existence within this universe is equal to the uh, to, to Mother Teresa and to like who else can we like put like a, like Nelson Mandela and like Gandhi and Beyonce I'm just like throwing out names of like famous people um, that you know people would normally like love and like and, like the Dalai Lama and like. You know, Freddie Mercury. <laughs> and so, um, I don't even like Beyonce that much. I do love Freddie Mercury. I don't know why I said her name. She just popped up in my head. So, everyone's value is equal. So, anytime that you think that your value or that you have a pattern that is somehow a symbolism of you proving your value, that's where we're getting away from reality. And as I learned in the NLP, once again, the further away you are from reality, that space in between you and reality, that is where emotions are. That is where basically suffering is, putting it from like a Buddhist point of view, right? A little bit more. So it's really about asking questions, trying to uncover where is this person living in a lie, living in ignorance, from the past, from you know their patterns, from this, where is, where is the belief, where is the symbolism, where is the proof that they are seeing, or what are they trying to accomplish here that is proving their worth and their value and their deserving of love. Literally, that's kind of what it boils down to all the time. And it, it seems really simple, but it always gets more and more complicated, right? Like as we go through the mind, because these things are programmed, they're very subconscious. There's a very big difference between knowing and realizing. And, you know, a lot of times we know things and 
the job that we have to do with ourselves when we, when we self-coach and, and if we coach others is really to bring realizations, even if these are things that people know, right? And, and sometimes people don't know also. Sometimes people really believe, like one of the girls that I coach, uh, she was, uh, we had a session about like, you know, body image and all of that. And she didn't quite realize that the value that she was associating her value with like what her body looked like, but she just knew that she felt very, 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 very uncomfortable with, you know, like her weight or this or that, you know what I mean? So I live the exact same thing. And that's why I say self-coaching is so important. For me, one of my main things is if I'm not interesting and if I'm not funny and if I'm not pleasant and if I'm not bringing joy to like wherever I am, then I am literally like the shittiest piece of like crap that ever walked this earth. <laughs> And this might be really funny for some people hearing this, like, what? But this is how I've been conditioned. This is part of my personality. It's actually quite typical. Sorry, I'm about to yawn. Oh my gosh, it's late. <laughs> it's actually quite typical of my personality type to have this kind of belief and to have this kind of, um, like, you know, association with value because I'm someone that I value pleasure so much, right? And I, so therefore I feel that my value is dependent on how much pleasure I am able to provide for, you know, the people around me and the world around me. So this lie and this ignorance pops up a lot, right? And so asking questions, seeing, you know, what is it? What is the core? Get out of the story and ask questions. What is, what is the symbolism? Symbolism is really, really, really strong. Like the mind and the universe talks to us in the form of symbolism. And if you look at the first writings, and it's really interesting because right now, as I'm in Egypt, I'm looking at the wall and there's literally a decoration, a framed sheet of papyrus with um, the, one of the first calendars that the humanity ever saw of these like Egyptian gods all holding this like circle and inside the circle there's a whole bunch of hieroglyphs and when I'm looking at this all I think about is hieroglyphs and how they were symbolisms. The first form of writing that we had is symbolisms, right? And 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 symbolism is literally like if if you can question if you can ask questions for yourself and for others trying to uncover the symbolism of what of what, what is going on and getting out of the story and really trying to understand what, is the, what does that mean? What does that mean for this person? What does that mean for myself? What does that mean in this context, right? Because it's, it's, everything has a different meaning and that's what the brain does. The mind is literally a meaning-making machine, honestly. So I don't know if this has answered your question, Ty. This is a very deep and difficult question to answer on a podcast episode. I've really done my best here to try to go in and give a big overview. And I kind of want to make it into like a, like a three-step process, you know, that I could leave you with. But like really quickly, um, the first thing is get out of the story. Second thing, ask questions 
that get yourself or the other person out of the story. Let's say I cut the, the first one was kind of like, you know, if you're a coach, not like you're with yourself. Ask questions that get out of the story and ask questions that are, uh, that are really geared towards understanding the meaning making of something. And then from there, ask more questions so that once you, once you see the meaning making, ask questions to uncover what, what, uh, what fake reality is this person living in? Like what, what lie about their value and their deserving of love and their worthiness, what lie about these things is being perceived through this symbolism? So that's kind of like, you know, you're kind of like breaking down like each layer. So you've got like, you know, you've got like the layer of the story, you break that down. Then you have the layer of the symbolism, you break that down. And then you have the layer of like the lie, you know what I mean? Like, the, like oh, like this symbolism means this, you break that down and then boom, you've got this like, this core like, this core ignorance, which I think is the core ignorance of everything. I think that this will probably evolve like over time, but for right now, I am pretty convinced that the core ignorance, that uh, as in Buddhism, when they talk about ignorance, they say ignorance is, is, the, is the root of all suffering because it is the root of aversion, of, of frustration, of not liking, and it is the root of wanting and desires and attachment that is, you know, the cause of suffering. So aversion and attachment, so wanting to push something away, being attached to push something away or being attached to have something with you is suffering and the root of that is ignorance. And I think that the root of all ignorance is the ignorance that we as a human being, that I, let's say, I am not inherently deserving of love as I am right now unconditionally. I think that is the root of all ignorance. So that is the core that you want to get to. And most of the time, the, that layer that's right above the core, once you get there, people are going to have their aha moments. They're going to have them throughout the whole time, but that's where you want your question to always kind of have this, this root understanding. And if you saw my hands, it would be super easy because I got like my fist in my right hand and then far away, I've got like my left hand being like, if you ask questions from this high level up here with this root, looking at the fist in mind, then you're going to ask really efficient questions and you're going to be able to go through that. And then of course, it's like in those middle layers, you have to unpack things. You got to un like uncover things. You might only get to the second layer and you might, you know, someone might realize that like, oh my gosh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to face, um, I, I don't, I'm not ready to face my shadow, right? Because if they face their shadow, then that would mean that, you know, uh, they have to face the fact of, you know, X, Y, Z, which they have been conditioned to think means they don't deserve love. Like, oh, well, you know, I don't want to face the fact that I want to be successful because I want other people to see me as successful and therefore think I'm successful. I don't want to face the fact that it's kind of vain and kind of like egotistical. Like I want to like sit up here in my super ego and I want to pretend like I don't care what people think and I don't need validation. And I want to pretend to be this like super evolved human being that's like totally away from all this when actually it fucking bothers me. And so that is like second layer, you know what I mean? 
that's like we're in the symbolism there and people already that when they're not ready to face this shadow if you're able to hold space for them and ask them questions that gets them there and then when it's like oh well you know it's like well I don't and then someone might admit to you you know or you might admit to yourself well I don't I, I'm, I don't like the fact that I do actually care what other people think of me and I do actually care that you know my like I do actually you know think that being more successful means that like I'm a more valuable person and then you can undo that why where does that come from where did that belief come from right and then you're undoing beliefs and it's like and then it's like you know you, the brain does a lot of things like well everyone knows that successful people are more valuable oh really oh really there's a fucking tribe in the jungle somewhere in the Amazonian and, th and that human being knows that you're more valuable because you're, you're like more performant inside your corporate job. Really, like every, everyone knows. Well, I mean, not everyone, you know? So it's like you're undoing all of these false, all of the ignorance, all of these little tiny little ignorances that you know stem from the major ignorance that you know there is actually a quantifiable value that is comparative and conditional and different between humans and it's like and all these little branches of this ignorance and you're going out and you're cutting the leaves and you're cutting the branches until you get to like that that big that big root there so i hope this made sense um maybe this didn't and maybe this did. I would love to have feedback. And at the same time, I'm really, really, really happy because um, to kind of bringing it back to trauma, I've noticed that I named this podcast Reversing Trauma, and I only talked about trauma like three times. <laughs> and here I am being like, trauma is like my main topic. Obviously, it's not. So I might rename the podcast, but anyway, but I guess I also want to like, I want to bring it back to trauma because that's kind of how I did name it. So bringing it back to trauma, when you, I feel like just kind of sum it up, traumatic events are actually events that reinforce this ignorance. Trauma is going like emotional or physical or anything is, is oftentimes the moment when you reinforce this belief of conditional love of duality, right? So the deeper the trauma, the deeper it is in the body, the deeper it is in the subconscious mind, the more questions need to be asked, you know, to get through to this, right? So trauma is, is going to be, you know, a kind of like a, yeah, like a point on ignorance's side, you know what I mean? Um, but then also this same, the same traumatic event, because it was something that, that reinforced this ignorance, once you unpack this trauma and you realize that it was just like, it's just something that happened and that's it, that it doesn't mean anything about you, the wisdom that comes from that and the power that comes from that and the knowing and the realizing that comes from that and the, and the wisdom and the compassion that can come from this process is so, 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 so powerful and so like potent. So yeah, 
Um, just kind of bringing that back to trauma. So yeah, this has been an exciting one. I want to get more topics from other people. Not like I need, like I, like I have topic ideas, but I just wanted to be like, I want to like, you know, involve my audience because I've got like, you know, an audience of like a million people. Okay, no. I literally have like, I don't even know what I would consider an audience. Yes, it's an audience. If there's one person, it's an audience. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Ty. I know that you're going to be at least one person listening to this. I'd love to hear your feedback and everyone else's feedback. I don't get much feedback or communication from the podcast. So here is my big thing. Please talk to me. Reach out to me. Say hello. I want to know who you are when you listen. I'm like so excited. What did you think about it? Are, if you, you can tell me, bitch, you babble way too much. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, I only got... To like, and I guess someone that wouldn't be here, but I only got to like two minutes and I was like, because I like, you were like, I dropped off, you know, because I want to improve as well. So if it's positive or negative or like whatever, just whatever your feedback is, I want to hear it. And I want to hear about you. And I want to hear how did this benefit you? Because my goal here, I mean, I love sitting here and just listening to my own voice, but my goal is to sit here and to provide value. Like I want you to listen to like 20, 30 minutes of this podcast and to finish an episode and to be like, whoa, like this changes something. Like this is a drop inside my glass of healing, you know? So I'd love to hear the feedback. Please do not shy away from letting me know, from giving me feedback, from just dropping like a, hey, listen to your episode, you know? And that's like... That's it. Just like, oh, I listened to that, you know, and it sucked. <laughs> or it was great. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. And please also send me your ideas for titles. And I love you guys so much. And your value is unconditional. Your worthiness is unconditional. Oh.